everyone, I'm Shauna B. Sims, and you're listening to the J&D Podcast. Relax and enjoy the show. Hi, bro. So, um, what were y'all making your resolution? Um, oh. my New Year's resolution is give me, give me a card, start going out more, then focus on my passion. All right, I dig it. Mike? Well, hold on real quick. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Me? Um, personal growth. You know, um, I still have some traits I struggle with being blunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I get, like, brutally honest. Yeah. Like, I guess you could say, somebody says something that strikes the right nerve. Mm-hmm. My comeback will probably be, like, Fuck you in the pussy you crawled out of that you called a mother. Okay. Stuff like that, right? Yeah. And um, really, since I got back into security, mm-hmm. a lot has changed. Everything is digital now. Yeah. And it's scary as hell because I'm used to the paperwork. Everything is on computer now, so now I gotta upgrade my computer skills. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. It's, I, it's like, how am I supposed to explain this? Well, I don't want people to be um, scared and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of got that unifier in mind of fear of technology taking over. But it was, it just, you can't stop change. You can't stop evolving. Okay? Yeah. Technology advances. I mean, the world got to keep spinning for, for a reason. Yeah. If the world will still be here, I mean, we probably, maybe we'll be on Mars or something else. I don't know. But I'm saying, the world has to keep going. Absolutely. By the way, exactly. I, violence ain't going to stop anything. Yeah. Still, change is going to keep going forward. It ain't going to go backwards. Yeah, I agree. I mean, technology will continue to advance whether we like it or not, anyway. So the best we can do is just. Try to accept well, Japan it. Is already ahead of us for that one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've seen some of the shit that goes on. Mm-hmm. Well, my ultimate concern about technology is not that you brought that up. Things are going to change, but I really hope that they don't start developing self-evolving technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey guys, if you if y'all remember. Uh, Will Smith movie, I Robot. That part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been, listen guys, I've been, I've been listening for like, like two hours of the book, I Robot, based yeah. on from, damn it, I forgot that guy's name, who, uh, he, uh, he died from AIDS, but, uh, but it was from a blood transfusion, uh, but, um, he was a very good book writer. Mm-hmm. Took him a lot of times. There's more about technology, robots, the three laws about the robots. Yeah. Seriously, it gets it's got me stuck in about that. Yeah. Like, if you remember from iRobot, things in Chicago is different. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that everybody, uh, the only principle that's feared about that was Will Smith's character, like, different from the book. Yeah. But the uh, robot, Sunny, that's the same one from the book. Uh, the movie it didn't it didn't really just took some parts from the book, but if I was a director, mm-hmm. I would have based 
his book far exactly like in the book explaining the three laws of robots should not like um I, I should have wrote it down, but it was so very uh, like a good role because like that's a three commandment for robot technology because Japan is already on that track. And yeah. we're kinda on it with the phone? We're a little bit behind compared to them. I'm oh, yeah. expecting oh. something different. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm expecting something different. And it's funny that you mentioned that about the books because um Okay, well, it's funny that you mentioned about the book because when you mentioned about film the book and all that, you made me yeah. think about the Crow, the original Crow movie. And it's like, the, um, are we talking about the Crow Crow, like uh, Bruce Lee's son? Or yeah, Jack Crow. Yeah, Jack Crow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to explain to me on that one. I, I already remember no, no, no. the, the, the family curse of the dragon. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I was talking about um, books and films because Brandon Lee said something very interesting about it, about how you said you were doing it in the comic book. Yeah, so like, not even just the comic book, it also goes for novels because Jurassic Park was a novel before it came a movie. So yeah. the point yeah. is, is this. Yeah. Exactly, so the point I'm making is this. The reason why a lot of movies don't translate into a, like a novel because Brandon Lee had made a statement. He said a lot of the stuff isn't translatable to cinema. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know something else? I, I'll, okay. Uh, did you ever watch Matthew Centaro? I don't. No, no, no. No. I'm not just uh, familiar with that. Okay. It's okay. It's good. Um, I, he was doing the top 10 list of like movie curses. And when he got. It's really, it got the only thing that got my intrigue was when you when you said about the, uh, the novel's not like uh, like the books and everything's not like how, how it's supposed to be in the books. Yeah. Um, if you remember this this court trial, this woman, she um, she, she based it um uh, the Matrix and Terminator. It was a one, it was it was one book she created herself back in the '80s. And I was, and get me is here it is. Uh, James Cameron, he took that book. He only took the the stories about technology because the Matrix that also have technology and like some parts from the Terminator have some parts about technology and he just took the term he just took the, uh, the Terminator and made it how it is yeah. and the Russo sisters no not brothers no more um took the also read the book and took the Matrix parts from it and made it their adaptation and that's not to get the curse what happened during the Matrix trilogy? Yeah, made that Aaliyah. She died. Um, at, like it was like because they started the movie in 1998, mm-hmm. and like Aaliyah, she was she was doing her thing and uh, went uh, like acting before Quentin of the Dam. Like uh, yeah, um, she she died right after. After uh, when number one came out, that's when all the, when she died a year later because she was supposed to be in number two, but they replaced it her. Yeah. And the woman who played, um, uh, you know that that opening from the first movie, she died a long ago. It was a curse because novels are supposed to be respected, just like the. If you ever heard of this um this one story. Um, you remember the best comedians of all times, like uh, Chris Farley. Um, yeah. Um, uh, what's that? What's that guy from Uncle Buck? John Candy. 
Um, oh, yeah. And, like, all the one of the best, the best guys that we always laugh on TV in yeah. movie theaters, they all died from this movie that never been made. Not, like, the late 80s. When, um, what's that guy from, um, from, um, from the Saturday Night Live? He was one. You're talking about um, John Belushi? Yeah. yeah. John Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the movie, the movie was called, um, uh, t- t- uh it was an Alaskan movie. It, 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 seriously, uh, I got it's on Top Trend. You need to go watch um, Top Trending. It's on that's the channel, and go down to Movie Curse Films, and it'll tell you like okay. the, all of the best comedians they died uh, from this for this movie that yeah. haven't never been made, uh, and until Chris Farley's death, that's when they shelved it. They're done with it. Yeah. That got me scared, and that's like, whoa. So this was this this is a this book that they based it off of from the book and made trying to made it to a movie with no no game. And I'm just like, how how did this how? I have no idea. It's interesting how you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting how you mentioned that that little pattern there with, like you said, the particular genres and all that. It seems like the person that played it was a significant actor or, you know, somebody who was prominent on their way. And yeah. then as soon as they embarked on that project, something fatal happened before they could finish it. Exactly. So I see the pattern there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, to me, honestly, when you said that, that gives me, that gives me, I don't like to say it out loud, but, like, that gives me, to me, that reinforces the belief of Illuminati or some type of satanic influence in cinema. Yeah. yeah, and it was all together. Yeah, this was actually one of the topics that Dequan wanted to discuss on not only New Year's related things, but he also had the idea of doing some like conspiracy stories and shit, and I was completely on board with it because I actually enjoy like knowing about conspiracy theories and just hearing what everyone thinks of like certain topics and shit. Very conspiracies if they have connections because you can't go off topic and just like how how Republicans are right now. That's yeah. how crazy they do it. But I'm just like saying you gotta have the proof if it's like if it could match the story because yeah. that's what I'm always about. If it's I can't just jump to a topic that is like oh my goodness this happened, but without me thinking first. Yeah. And you know what? That's good. You are, that's, that's a good thing to have when you when you can sit there and take things and talk about something. It's always good yeah. to have a solid foundation yeah. when it comes to certain things. You know, at least or at least have like a fundamental uh, 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 observation. Of it. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, so I, was, I understand that right there. I understand. Yeah. And you know, I was actually reading something completely off topic. Because I just got done watching Black Adam just a little bit a few hours ago. Yay! <laughs> nice. You don't seem very. Hey positive. man, I'm trying to take a break from Marvel right now. I'm all I'm, I'm trying to focus on DC. Yeah. Well, you know, oh, yeah, I'm hoping about DC because um, I guess you, I already a lot of people don't know this um, with DC Comics. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. The person that created DC Comics, I actually knew. His, the person that created it, I knew his 
sister-in-law. I used to work at a place where she comes visit. And she told me that um, she said her sister is going into dementia and the husband already died. Mm-hmm. And this is the sad part about this, because I don't know what's going on with Stan Lee, but it seems like the only people that have authority over the D.C. estate is the actual legal team. He has a daughter, and she's not doing anything to preserve his work. And this one at all. Alan Warner Brothers. Yeah, you know, and, and it's sad to me because um, she told me that that's part of the reason why they killed off Superman because they wanted to do that. They felt like blah, 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 this, that, and the other, but they didn't have consent from the person yeah. that actually created it. That sounds about right. Yeah. And, and uh, it's sad because you're a DC fan. I'm a DC fan. DC's been around, I say, like almost 100 years. So that means. 1930, uh, it was 1933. Yeah. Exactly. So almost more than half a century. They're celebrating their 80th uh, anniversary this yeah. year right now. Yeah. Exactly. For almost a century now, you have people like Batman, Superman. They have been entertaining us for years. And it's like, it's sad to know that the brain behind it is gone and there's nobody that really could continue that pattern that he had or yeah. who, but who's willing to other than his legal team. Yeah. And you know, it's a disappointment because I loved the direction that everything was going with some of the DC films. I mean, I do have some issues with some of the actors that they're uh, bringing to the big screen. Like, I got nothing but love and respect for Dwayne Johnson, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill. Like, these guys are killing it. And I think Dwayne Johnson really hit the ball like he really aced it by playing black adam but yeah this okay can i say something about that yeah he's been working on this project since 2012. i remember 2012. it's interesting you say that too because i feel like look when it comes to dc i agree with that but see a lot of people don't know the reason why this pattern is happening like you said about you know that questionable actors is because there's also a thing going on in Hollywood where people who are coming into acting mm-hmm. are not really honing their craft. Yeah. They, they can get this part. They say they got it, but they don't do the coaching. They don't do the research for the character, which is what made the um, a lot of our old school Batman movies successful, The Crow. Yeah. You know, they actually researched the That's character. The Superman, I mean. Exactly. Batman, uh, uh, um, Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah. Jack Nicholson set the pattern for Joker. He gave a guideline for every other person to come after to follow. Yeah, yeah. And it's not uh, that much acting like that happening. Oh, let's not forget. Um, Jack Nicholson wasn't their first choice. They almost hired um, Robin Williams to play the Joker. Yeah, that imagine I... if he was like he rolled with it. Yeah, it it would have been it would have been good. Yeah, I already pictured it in my head. They're like, eh. yeah, it would have been good. Better. It would have been good, but I would have loved to see because I'm so he's, he is a kid. He's a drama actor. He's done movies like One I Was Old. Oh, he's done serious parts. So I would have uh, loved uh, to see Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, exactly. Bicentennial uh, Man. I would love to have seen. Not if you bought it. Was I would love to have seen. The sixties, it was him and Brad. Like they were they were on the road with motorcycles. I forgot what it was. Yeah. That one. And, I watched that one. It was good. It was called Riders yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, so like, job on that one. I would love to have seen 
how dark his sense of humor could be and could he tap into it. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that from Robin Williams. Could he tap into that dark humor that the Joker had? I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't picture Robin Williams like that type of level of Joker, you know, because he's always that polite and happy guy, but just not in the darker way. It's just uh, can't picture that. Yeah. And not even just that, you gotta remember Jack Nicholson in the seventies and sixties, he had he was experienced dark humor character actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he fits it. He fits it that way. Yeah. I mean, seriously. He he fits that type tone of, like, character he wrote. Like, even The Departed. Mm -hmm. As I forget that movie, John John Stroke said, seriously, he fits that role because he learned, he he read about um, uh, Whitey Bulger. Yeah. His character, his ruthlessness, his attitude, his threat, based on Whitey Bulger. Exactly, and like, you know, and I gotta admit, when you play movies, and you're playing a fictional character, mm-hmm. one of the most difficult things you can do as an actor is to bring it to life by somehow finding a way to inject a little bit of you into it. A lot of actors can't do that today. They yeah. can't take a character and bring it to life and still put some of themselves in it in order to make it more realistic. Yeah. That's why that's why there's some people who do method actors because like they, if they've got to do a project, they gotta put some um, like they gotta effort. Like like Wesley Snipes. He read all he read about um Blade and his stories and everything. He that's why he set the role for that Blade movie. Mm-hmm. That's why he, like after number three he, I know he had some controversials on the set, but he made every staff to call him Blade because that's what he, because that he 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 see himself, but that's who he's always like a, a big fan of because he put so much effort to this. He almost he almost did the Black Panther back in the nineties, almost, mm. but some some you know company said no, but they did give him like, hey, you you fit well with Blade. Yeah, he did good with Blade. Now, and I'm gonna mention another movie that a lot of people don't talk about. The very one of the very first movies with a black superhero slash dark character, mm-hmm. Spawn. Spawn. Yeah. Okay, I knew he was going for Spawn. Right you know, he's going to Spawn. I thought I thought you were gonna bring up that horrible, horrible, horrible movie. Uh, no, but I did. Deal. I did check out the TV series. I fucking loved all three seasons and it was a disappointment the way it ended because the moment I started watching the HBO series I thought it was a masterpiece in like every three seasons and the way that they did the violator it was really like true to the character like the way he was done was amazing and mad props to the voice actor, Keith something, I can't remember. He fucking killed it, and it was enjoyable just hearing his voice play someone so dark and so, like, intimidating. Like, he really puts in that intimidation into the character. Most definitely. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I, I like that, too. As a matter of fact, uh, as a matter of fact, there's another Joker from, uh, I think, 
Um, this is when I thought he was a good, this is when he convinced me he was a good joker. Mm-hmm. He was at a hospital, he hit his button to blow up the hospital, and the, the um, explosion was delayed. Yeah. And no. just that little gesture where he went like that, and it scared him. I said, okay, that's 100% the joker. Keith that Ledger, was his yeah. special trademark for the joker. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, if that, uh, that I did a, uh, a cutaway joke about that. And just, well, it just gets you right there, just like, hey, even, um, um, uh, yeah, it's been so long, uh, I haven't seen his name all the time after Dark After Dark Knight, yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger? Yeah, Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, seriously. But um, Heath, Heath Ledger, uh, he put so much effort to that level. I mean, when he was at uh, that hospital, yeah. he, that part right there, it was like, that really wasn't just like part of the script. That's like, he was like trying to get this work in. Like, yeah, I, that's like really him being frightened. Yeah. He's like, what the? I love to play along with it. Yeah, I love Exactly. How- you know, I, I, think, I think that that particular scene was an improv. Mm-hmm. Because it was so, the response was so natural and real when yeah. the boom went off. It was, I think, it was an addict. Yeah, and it's amazing seeing so many actors completely go off script, and people just continue rolling, the same way they did with Gene Wilder when he was singing in that boat scene for Willy Wonka. Like they were completely uh, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I, I can't. Uh, <laughs> that was a bad thing. Walker, the yeah. original. That's yeah, it. I'm, no, no doubt to that. No, but I'm, I'm saying this. I'm talking about the original. Hell no to that, that tunnel of death. Yeah, but what I, what I love about it is that the singing was off script, but they kept it going, and they just let Gene Wilder go on with it. Like, really could just continue with that like sadistic side. I thought that shit was hilarious. Uh, guys, can I say something here? Uh, like, barely. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Uh, is it just, like, is it, is it weird that um, when Willy Wonka came out, wasn't there like a cold case story of a man like who called himself the candy man killing boys? Yeah. As a matter of fact, can I tell you the, whole, can I tell you the original story? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The reason that story came from somebody in um, out in Texas. What happened was was this: the guy took his kids trick or treating, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he let his kids pick a piece of candy, one piece of candy, his son, and he gave him a little dick yeah. out of his kids his throat, right? But here's the thing, though. I heard about that story. Yeah. He uh, laced it. He laced he, it. He, he laced it with um. It was, he he laced the um that okay. sugar um okay. came. Yeah, at least the sugar cane was cyanide. Like, was cyanide. Oh, or, okay. uh, I think it was exactly. cyanide, or was it like um something else? No, because so, uh, he put a life insurance on his son. Exactly, and it was sad because I mean, like he kept trying to blame it on the trick or treaters, like, other people that was passing out candy, but it was really him. Yeah, well, that's really good. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, like. Well, like um, this year, we almost had a. I mean, people were having like a Halloween scare because, like, um, you know, about the. Damn it! Uh, what were those drugs people were dying from? Uh, I don't know. That's uh, damn it! Everyone was talking about um, fentanyl. No, no, no. 
Jackson impersonations over at the indoor swap meet by Vons. Like that is yep. exactly how I met him. Yeah. And he lived near one of my neighborhoods. And it's like as for uh, first he met first he met me I was a Michael Jackson in high school. And now <laughs> I guess you find some good people who's Michael Jackson related. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been doing it since I was a um, teenager. Yeah. Same year. And um, I learned the dance moves when I was five years old. I watched the Bachelor when Michael Jackson did his last thing for the Bachelor in 1990 in America. Mm-hmm. We had it on HBO. This is before our pay per view was really hot. Yeah. I got it. And I watched the concert one time, and I remember every single move he did. I learned how to do Scream when I was only seven. That part right that, there. That part right that, there. Uh, <laughs> that's the best. Uh, I can't get over that dance move with him and his sister. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I became one of the youngest Michael Jackson impersonators in Los Angeles County. I met some of the top Michael Jackson impersonators. I've been, I mean, I, 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 hell, I was, they put me up on Michael Jackson's funeral on the Channel 9 News as the last dance for Michael Jackson. Oh, I was dancing yeah. for the Neverland. Damn. 
I don't recall hearing about uh, that. I need to go back and look, look back at those days. Yeah. Yeah, I got pictures of it. You know, my stage name was too bad after a Michael Jackson song. Right, right. I remember you gave me one of your cards. Mm -hmm. That was my stage name, Two B A D. It was on the History album. Yeah, I remember that. Whoa. Yeah. Like, well, oh, I... oh, I'm saying, um, speaking of, okay, uh, Michael Jackson for a second here. It got, um, I was watching a, uh, a documentary. Y'all remember the doctor who, uh, yeah, who was the first, gave him the, the, the like the prescribed um, drug yeah. that yeah. killed him. Yeah, I remember. I really believe that. He really, I think he really didn't mean to kill him. No, he didn't. I really, I, I think I, I didn't. I, I think he, he didn't really mean to kill him. But there's something else darker than just knowing about his death. Mm -hmm. uh, there's this man who's been literally prescribing celebrity drugs all the way back from the '70s and '80s. Yeah. Well, you know, he's not with us anymore because I died like long like, um 2015 or 2014, yeah. but um, this guy, he uh, he 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 prescribed a lot of celebrities with a lot of drugs, and seriously, like we remember like stories like with um James Brown or um uh, um who else uh, who had who had turned to drugs in their Crap. career like yeah. them, and but who got the most the most um uh, person who had who always like um. Who always like um at the the prescription for what he needs. It was this, this doctor. I forgot the video was, but it was it's uh, it's 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 really based like all this stuff that we all been thinking of. It was it was, it was Murray's fault who at, who who gave my prescription the prescription. No, it wasn't him. No, 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 no. It was the man who been doing all this work for all his career. Yeah. For with celebrities, and Michael Jackson knew him too. Yeah. Seriously, that's what made me like not his fault or anything. Mm -hmm. But I just I don't think he was just directly responsible for Michael Jackson's death, but I do believe that he made it possible for it to happen. Yeah. But his irresponsibility allowed it to happen mm -hmm. unexpectedly. Yeah. Because he was very irresponsible about it. Yeah. And. It, it, it was just sad because like a lot of people did a lot of people didn't know until Michael Jackson died. Michael Jackson had health problems. Yeah, even my mom she called it like when we were driving back home. It was two thousand and seven. It was one year, one year um, before like uh, no no it was, no it was like no two thousand seven. It was two years before Michael Jackson went off to have it happen. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, my mom said she, was, she had the magazine of Michael Jackson like he had a, a picture. Of him. She 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 really looked at him like we were like talking to like she just like saying he looks like he's not he looks like he really don't look so well he looks like he's not just naked it's mm -hmm. like wait like what what do you mean he'd be fine two years later two years mm -hmm. later he was about mm -hmm. to start tour and after that he I was didn't like what the heck. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And a lot of people, a lot. It's just, it gave, that, you know what else that gave us back that memory when with Tavis Bozeman, he was doing this live and everybody was, everybody was like acting about, dude, you don't look so well, man. Everything. Yeah. It's just, like, 
it just even got me like um, I was looking at his life. And I I wanted to comment. And I was like, dude, you don't look like like yourself, like you look in the movie. And uh, are you okay? But some people were crowning how he was losing weight and stuff like that. And, I, and then that when all that happened. Exactly. It was it was bad, you know, because a lot of people don't know. After that Pepsi commercial, he had pain for the rest of his life. Yeah. And um, he pissed a he pissed a vertebrae when he was doing a practice for the, a concert one time. Hell, he even uh, broke his ankle one time, and he went out there and did remember the time with a broken ankle. Yeah. At the Soul Train Awards. Mm, uh, wait. Was it the one from two thousand one? Hmm? Was it the one from 2001? No, it was years ago in the 90s. Michael Jackson was sick for years. Wow. Many years. It was in the 90s. It was, in, it was, in, it was definitely the 90s. It was in the, uh, Michael Jackson, I think that came out like 92, 94, and he did remember the time and broke his ankle. And that was the sign right there that he wasn't, that he wasn't doing well. People oh, who are kind of clumsy yeah, and clutchy yeah. do that. Something was going on with his health. Right there. And I think that first time he broke his ankle back in the 90s, that was a sign that he was very sick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, let's not forget the stories we have to hear, like, before, even after, like, Jackson, like, when he was alive and then after his death, like, like his hair, like, after that Pepsi uh, Pep, uh, Pep commercial, I knew there was something that people said, you know that's a wig that he's wearing. Yeah. And I, yeah. I have to. I had to really have to think like, was that a wig or something? Because that that Pepsi commercial caused this like how many degrees to his scalp. Yeah. Let me tell you, um, he was wearing wigs, and let me tell you why he was wearing wigs. After he got burned, mm-hmm. he had a procedure called ballooning. Yeah. Where they take the wounded area and put silicone balloons to stretch the scalp and help the hair follicles grow over the injury. Yeah. But see, his hair never fully grew back. And he became very tender-headed right there. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to do his own hair anymore. So it, it hurt, probably hurt him too much to do it. And he started wearing it. It was too painful. Yeah. 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 And, and then the pills that he got that gave him vitiligo. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget that one because... Can you imagine what that's like? I mean, a lot of people don't know. I mean, like, can you imagine what that's like? You sitting one day in your house, right? Doing your thing. Yeah. Michael probably going like, oh, what is this, makeup from, from last performance? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't come off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't come off. Mm-hmm. And went to the doctor and told him, okay, you were born this way, but before you die, you're going to look like that in color. Yeah. That's stressful. Yeah. Mm. There's this- Most, honestly, most people probably would have been like, Oh my life is fucked. You know, some people probably would have hung themselves for winter press or the doctor. Like something would have happened like that. And I was I really admire him for he didn't speak on it much. It, it wasn't because he was it wasn't because he was trying to be white. Like, that was just his way of coping with things. He didn't speak on uncomfortable things too much because he wanted to make it. Yeah. And I, I know right now for a fact that did a lot of bothered him. Mm-hmm. It did. Believe me, it did because here's the proof. After the bad album, mm-hmm. he never took any more photos for his album. Everything was either painted or CG. Yeah. On the dangerous album, it was just a painting of his eyes and nothing else. But see, yeah. his skin complexion was still brown. Yeah. The history album, it was a CG statue. Invincible, 
It was an old photo from that he took during the history hour that was black and white. That makes you know right there. That shit bugs him. Stop trying to think I'm trying to be white. Because I'm coping with the shit. Yeah, hence why he also got the white glove. It was like to symbolize. Uh, the uh, that's, that's his sparkle glove. Yeah, that's why. A lot of people don't know this. That his grandfather on Joseph's side actually has it. Yeah. Ah, see, I knew there was something there. There was I connection. Was like, he had, he probably, he probably have fam, some family generation uh, having stuff like this. Exactly. And here's the funny part about that, though. Um, you can look it up on the internet. There's a picture when he was a little kid. His grandfather had him like this, mm -hmm. and you can see spots on him. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, you know, it came from his, it came from his father's side of the family, and what made it go faster is they took stress, uh, 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 possibly over medication and all that. So there was a couple of things that made it speed up the way it did. Yeah, because it hit fast. Didn't it? Yeah, it did. There had to be something. I mean, it's clearly you can you can go on YouTube and look at the like the years, like when he was a child and all the way when he was in his twenties and his thirties and. His that's when like whoa 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 you rewind there and it's like well I went from 19 I went from Billy Jean into that yeah makes a difference and then you know he was he had he cultured with makeup and then he mentioned in an interview a long time ago the reason why he had surgery is because he was trying to erase any trace of his father on his face well he, he just father just yeah. A booger to him accordingly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't. I can't blame you. I mean, I really don't. I did not like Joseph asked anyway. Like him. Yeah, and it's crazy because, by the way, for those listening who do not know what vitiligo is, basically vitiligo is just a change of skin color. So it's like there's this dude, Chris Calico. He's a Kansas City rapper. He made a whole album talking about how he had vitiligo, how he's bipolar, and, like, you can noticeably look at his face and see the vitiligo around his eyes and his lips. When I heard about it, I didn't know what vitiligo was until it showed the album cover, and he was talking about, like, how he was just born with it, and I thought, oh, shit, so that's what vitiligo is. Damn. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing because, you know, like, it wasn't just a surgery with him, but like, I guess you could say, look, I believe that vitiligo and leprosy are cousins, except you don't die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the skin doesn't fall apart. Sounds like, sounds like something Uncle Ruckus would use, would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but, um... Yeah. It, it was it was a shame it took his autopsy for people to finally believe. Oh my God, he's telling the truth. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's a key like this. He's like a doctor. What the hell he got the life for? He figured it out. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like it, he's like I'm the king of pop. What the hell do I have to lie for? Yeah. But what yeah. I but what I do admire is the fact that people continue going on even after so many things go wrong in their lives. Like with Freddie Mercury, there's this song where you can actually hear his emotions. 
like I remember watching an interview and they were talking about a song called Show Must Go On. What I love about this song in particular is how he is singing about the fact that he's not going to live very long, but his friends are talking him out of recording it to go enjoy his life in bed and everything. But he completely tells them, nope, I'm going to sing until, until I can't no more. And like, what I love about the song is what is the lyrics. Like, you can just hear the acceptance in the storytelling of the song. And I think it is one of the most emotional songs that he's ever recorded before his passing. And it, it's very hard to come when it comes to anything that's like a terminal illness or something that's some type yeah. of fatal illness. Yeah. It's interesting. He, he went through the whole process of death smoothly. Acceptance, there's a lot of power in that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of power in that. It, 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 it helps you to make peace with your life. It helps you to make peace with a higher power if you believe in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps you to make peace with your mistakes. It helps you to make peace with, you know, things you didn't do or things you did do right or things you could have did, family, all that. When you get to that point, to me, that's like a, it's not a, it's not like a, a goodbye. It's like a spiritual evolution. Yeah. Leaving one yeah. life for yeah. another life. It, it, it changed. Yeah. Exactly. And then I believe that, you know, um, I believe in a resurrection. I believe hey, because I'm so the um, I believe in it too. I mean, I do believe there's a heaven. Yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't believe there's a hell. I really don't. I mean, you gotta but, uh, believe in one. Like, I know, I know. Yeah. But some. Well, but I'm going to say this. I believe in resurrection because there is I mean, there is a second chance. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a, so you from your previous life, like you get a second living, but this uh, resurrection means you've got a second goal of like doing something right next to next time. Not yeah. to, don't do what your previous um, body did, but do something different. Yeah. And that brings... I heard story. Yeah. Sorry for cutting you off right there. No, no. Um, but back, um, there's stories of kids who remember, uh, like their previous um, people born, and they just act, they just say, about, I remember I was at that war, and like they, the city, the parents, they will literally would take their their kids and like see if like do they else remember, and it's like it really makes sense. Yeah. Like if you if you guys heard the the twins the two sisters who died uh, from a car accident then got resurrected as the newest new sisters and and ever and dude the parents uh, they were trying they, they were um, they were putting their they were trying to put their uh, their their new daughters in the car but they kept freaking out and they kept telling them that uh, we died. We died in this car before, yeah. and they, it was like what? Because the parents they even gave their previous daughters their their all their stuff to them, and it's just like it's like uh, something. They're, 
It's like it's I said, it's have, like I'm saying like they got a second chance. They got a second chance to eat like um, that, that, that they haven't had when they were little girls. Yeah. I don't know if they feel alive right now, but. It almost sounds like a, it almost sounds like a paranormal deja vu. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Shockingly. I, I do believe that. It's, yeah. That that really got me thinking. Like when I heard about that, it is like, is there a second chance? Do bad people, uh, do bad people get a second chance of being something that they they are they are not not chosen? They choose, but they they but they just pick what they are. They you could be a bug, you could be an animal. I really want to be a wolf, so but I don't look good on something carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to be no throw rug. I'm not trying to be a throw rug. I don't do that. No, I'm not a throw carpet. <laughs> Fuck that. Hey, you know, you know, buddy, I, I don't look good. I don't look good like swimming in the deep under the sea and while I'm just like laying. Just like, ah. That's all right. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm like, uh, not to be not to be funny or nothing, but like. If that were the case, I would love to be a monkey because um, I like sex a lot in some days. Hey, monkey around. <laughs> you, know you pick what you want. You pick what you want. And you do you. I was, honestly, honestly. <laughs> now you got me thinking about it. <laughs> okay. For me, I want to be resurrected, not as a hit again. And then, you know, I want to be resurrected as something like an alien being somewhere, like in this vast universe, somewhere in another universe. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I mean, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. That's it. You believe in the multiverse theory? I, I want to be a kangaroo. I just want to kick someone. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's my six to That's it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If you're a kangaroo, if you're a kangaroo, you ain't got to worry about nobody bullying you. That's right. That's right. I use my tail to do my standing and kick them like, hey, you want some of this, Bruce? I got some muscle in the air. Yeah. All right, don't you lay. I mean, like, that would be fun to be that. And it would be fun to be that. And you see somebody in your past life that, like, did you file and you could just walk up to them and kick their car or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, motherfucker, I remember you. I remember you, motherfucker. I'm going to take that with you. Dude, it's crazy. I know you don't remember me, but I remember your ass. Oh, 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 Dude, oh, it's, oh it's my crazy. God. It's crazy. Yeah, that that's why I was so focused on, I want to be a kangaroo if I ever be resurrected. Yeah. It's so, they look so calming and nice and cool. Seriously, that's not forget Kangaroo Jack. Yes, yeah, it wasn't successfully, but it was so damn good. We never forget it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's was... like, hey man, you can look good in that jacket, man. I want to look good in the Google hoodie, like yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Michael, I'm happy you brought that up because I actually recall an article about a elephant fucking trampling into a church, attacking someone that it already attacked before. Like, completely... Like the thing, like, I heard the story. I heard the story. Yeah, like, I will I say, this world is so crazy, you can't get any escalated than this. 
You can't. Guys, gangsters, put your guns away because this is the new and improved drive-by ever. Right? Dude, it's crazy because elephants. See, this is why everybody remembers. Everybody always keeps saying this. Do not, do not mess with an elephant. It will not forget. Yeah. Seriously, if we oh. left it, we left our phones and stuff and blah 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 stories and stuff. Yeah. An elephant? No. You are his prime you're its prime target. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead. Exactly. Have- I believe let me tell you something. An interesting fact about elephants is that I, I believe it's India or something like that, a couple hundred years ago, the elephant was used as um, the death sentence. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I, yeah, that was like um, somewhere in uh East, uh, no, Roman East, no, it was like uh, AD. It was uh, somewhere in AD. Yeah. It was Roman like um, the Romans, or, or I think it was. Uh, yeah. I think it was some other colony, say, to yeah. prisoners, uh, yeah. uh, like right, to be executed. Yeah, and, I heard, and I heard that they still do that uh, to this day, some countries. Yeah, it was Roman Empire because I'm watching this TV series called Coliseum, and it was talking about how uh, they would have prisoners crushed by elephants inside this coliseum in front of everyone including a bunch of caesars that would be like sending them all to be executed by whatever option and the most picked ele- the most picked animal is the elephant well yeah listen the elephant is earth animal yeah and seriously, I can tell by that. It's like the elephant it is strong, it's big, but it is but it's so intelligent. And docile. Very intelligent. Yeah. Very, very intelligent. I mean like you had to wonder sometimes. When they when they did that with the execution of the elephant, I wonder how um I wonder if the executioner looked and said, Oh, so that's how the um cerebellum looks. <laughs> 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 Yeah. I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't. 
It's funny you say that because it's funny you say that because I have a fascination with dead things. I don't know why. I would like let's say there's a run over kitten right in the middle of the road. There's guts and shit stood on the ground. I go over there and look at. I'd be like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go damn it. I don't know why I'm like that. Everybody's like, oh, the cat speaks. I'd be like. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's got a little foul odor to it. If it stinks too much, I'll just be like, interesting. Hmm, interesting. But, you know, I've always had a fascination with dead things. I got like a morbid fascination with it, and I, I just can't shake it. I mean, I remember one time a rat in my mom's house had got caught in one of the glue traps. Mm-hmm. I'm just weird because I turned that motherfucker upside down while you stuck to it, and I was just looking at it like, really? I'm sorry. Technically, that was torture, but you know, I was curious. <laughs> that that's torturous to me. I mean, we have some. I don't know. There's just some mice going. Uh, I mean, there used to be a mice running through my closet like every night, and like every night. Just like comes right through my or under my bed, runs right through my mini fridge, and just yeah. go right in my closet. And I'm just like thinking, should I go? Should I go Tom and Jerry on this on this mice, <laughs> or I just leave it alone, deal with it, uh, wait till they leave out, and just play something uh, to block my door? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, eh, I can just walk out of my door and deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, I'm not waste my time with all this. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. You should have, you should have pounced on that mouse because you should have pounced on that mouse because I remember one time it was one going through the house. I didn't pounce on it, and guess what happened? That motherfucker crawled into my weight machine and died in that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, this was a better one. One time, the motherfucker crawled into my mom's stove. Oh my god! Right? Oh god. It was like, no, it's better. It's better. It gets better. Three days ago, we noticed. Two days later, we like, what's that smell, right? I lift up the stove, that motherfucker was charged to the same thing, like, <laughs> uh, I mean, jet black, like, Jesus. So I picked that thing off his tail and his fingers were still stuck to the stove when his body came off. <laughs> this is torture. This is horrible. And I'm the, I'm the man in the house, so she said, scrape it out the stove. I had to scrape it. <laughs> Dude, thank fuck you did not become the new Dahmer. Oh, oh man, Dude. I don't know what Fiddlestick feels like, but when he said when he said that, well, mm-hmm. holding those little bones, they feel like Fiddlesticks. I like, I don't know what a Fiddlestick feel like, and I'm so glad I never touched one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Dude, 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 one of the, dude, last year when I was living here in this house, though, like, me and my brother would sometimes be up till 
like five or six in the morning, just either gaming or watching some shit. And we would hear little like scritch scratching sounds on the floor because we got tiles all around the house. So we can hear little footsteps running around. And we were trying to set up some traps, but they were never working no matter where we placed them. And it got to a point to where we had to order online a fucking BB gun, like one of those air, like, <laughs> like one of those air guns. The hell? <laughs> yeah, I was getting, like, the thing is, I was getting fucking annoyed. And the traps were not working, no matter where we placed them. And it got to a point that by the time the fucking air gun was mailed into the house, it fucking got stuck onto one of those sticky traps anyways. So, buying the fucking air gun did not come into use for it, but I was able to use it anyways on, like, on bottles and shit. So, luckily, I never shot the thing, but I did get rid of it. Oh, you should have held on to that motherfucker. I would have. I know I would have. I would have been in the desert like, how? <laughs> I still have it. Do it right. <laughs> yeah, I still have it. I got about like a 12-pack of those CO2 cartridges. 12-pack? Yeah, there were like uh, two boxes, six in each one. Go for 40 or maybe 20. They have it 40 and 20 packs. Uh, all right. I'm going to do that next time because I also ran out because I would always be using like one or two uh, cartridges a day sometimes. One or two cartridges a day. What kind of, what kind of, what kind of gun was it? Uh, well, I can't remember. I have it like put away somewhere like right after I ran out of CO2. Oh, I stay with CO2. I just... It's a comfort for me, real quick. I got this little that right there. That's me, right? Yeah, yeah. I stay with the CO two. <laughs> <laughs> I just go right up to the desert, and I'm I don't know. I hope nobody see this part, but um, <laughs> yeah. When I first got my all place, somebody picked me off, and I lived on the second floor, and I shot their windows off on my window, and they talked. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, you want to be funny? and said, okay, let's see how you feel when you drive with no windshield, motherfucker. <laughs> there you go. Like, yeah, we did. Fuck around, find out next time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got plenty. I got plenty of CO2 guns on you. Dude, I can't even well, fucking... I can't even take it okay, out... Okay, I can't even take it out into a desert because, one, I live right next to a sheriff, and two... At the end of our block, we got a nosy-ass neighbor that's always, like, sitting outside and shit. So I guarantee, even if I did take it into the desert, this dude would probably either follow me or he would fucking report something. Like, this dude fucking snitches. He's fucking annoying. Like, we can't even shoot into a desert without this dude complaining or something. Damn. Yeah. Damn. We can't even fucking shoot. Yeah. Like, we were almost certain that we would not be celebrating 4th of July this year when the sheriff moved in because we thought, oh, fucking Horizon City has some rules going on now. But now nah, they were fucking completely cool with it. Like, hey, just keep it away from cars and shit. 
Hmm. I hate that. I hate having nosy neighbors. I had a couple of nosy neighbors. I had a couple of nosy neighbors in my time. I don't have no nosy neighbors. They, one of my neighbors are twelve. Well, good for you. But I tell you right now, it's irritating to tell. I have people that used to come to the house, and ask for favors, ask for money. I mean, let's talk about the uh, uh, We're not declare, man. Take take my work because, dude, this is just the beginning. Yeah, I can't fucking go because to a Walmart without a mask on. I, I I mean, for me, all I can say is this: we're not out of the woods yet, man, because things are getting very, very yeah. um, worse because closure is going to be melting. Pretty soon. Oh, uh, yeah, because okay, everybody remember like um the the hot heat this year. Yeah, I remember. Um, uh, that heat is gonna that, that heat is gonna melt the flavor all the way even more. That means all that you know what else is bad about that. What's up? <clears throat> we got a, um, oh, this side. Um, we got a thousand year old uh, diseases like dinosaur years. Um, like even like on um, before Earth was around yeah. on diseases, there is gonna be melting. We gotta get prepared for that because we don't have no comeback for what's gonna have to work. Yeah. And so, and, and everybody else, and seriously, listen, fossil fuel really not doing well for the planet. It's heating the world, it's heating the world like it's a giant popcorn. Yeah. And now we're at the temperature, now we're at the, uh, now we're at the, what, what's it called? They call it the climate, no, no not climate change. Uh, uh, the weather. Greenhouse, the, the greenhouse effect? Uh, I think it was the winter bomb, bomb is they call it, I don't know. Uh, because now, um, this, this weather, uh, everybody is not heading towards California because it's only heading, like, only around, like, uh, some parts of the area, like, from Florida, some all the way from Texas, um, Nevada, uh, Washington, very feeling the, um, um, the pressure of it because they said this weather is hitting below negative zero. some stuff to make dinner with and shit but I was also getting some 
Powerades and some energy drinks. I fucking had uh-huh. uh, someone staring at me because I was trying to reach like the top top shelf to get a fucking Powerade, and this lady asked me, like, why are you getting something up there when there's a few ones over here? And I told her because I think this is the best flavor. So it's like, she asked me what flavor I was trying to get. I told her that I'm getting the 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 lime cucumber and she fucking looked at me with complete disgust. Hmm. <laughs> it's like she oh, yeah, it's like she was telling me, Why would you drink that shit? It smells and tastes like a like alloy or aloe, whatever that fucking plant is called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was telling me that it completely smells and tastes just like that shit, and it looks like, like she was even saying that it fucking smells like cleaning products. And <laughs> 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 it's like, and it's good that you mentioned that because I'm sorry. Yeah, you you're saying? Now, it's good that you mentioned that because I noticed that. This is starting to happen a lot too, as well. Yeah. People don't mind their business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah they just, they're just those people. Actually, they're just those people who really just like uh, they like to be nosy because they want to get that. They they like to get attention. You know, they want to yeah. like you know bother somebody or harass them. Yeah. Or probably they just you know they just a piece of shit. Yeah. And it's like, it's another thing because, like, everywhere I go, I also have my speaker blaring everywhere I go. It's like, it's a little portable speaker here that I always have music playing no matter where I go. It's like, I got something, like, playing all the time. But I cannot lie, I am sometimes one of those people that try not to stick my nose in their business. But at the same time, I really want to fucking say something. Like, I saw this lady with her fucking child on a leash, like, around his waist. And I wanted to say something about it, but at the same time, I know it's not my place because that's her her child, you know? I cannot question how someone's parenting. Hmm. I never was a big fan of those child leashes, actually. I don't know why they got them. I don't know who invented them. Yeah. Like really? I mean, that's a, that's a child. That's another dog. Mm-hmm. That's not some big old iguana or some shit like that. Why would you need a leash for your child? Yeah. I mean, like, even if the child had ADHD, even if the child was one, I mean, like, God, dog, really a leash? Really? Yeah. It just looks so inhumane to me. I don't, I don't know if anybody agrees with me on that, but those child leashes look very inhumane. Yeah. And again, it's like, I am one of those people that really want to say something, but I don't want to be starting shit with someone that, like, like, I just don't want to be starting a whole issue with someone, especially since it's not even my child anyways. And another thing I would want to avoid is a whole lot of people fucking eyeing me and shit and a whole lot of judgmental looks and everything. Exactly, and it's it's cool that you like that the world needs to have that mentality more often, but it seems like it's becoming less and less now. 
Yeah. And especially this whole thing, I don't know if y'all noticed it, this whole, all over social media, mm-hmm. people breaking out in fights, public fights, public shootings, and why the hell are you recording it instead of getting the hell away from the bullets and calling the police? Why are you recording this shit? Exactly. Because we're living in a, we're living in a, in a different age of like a century of like, yes, technology is everywhere. People either just record because listen, the George Boy thing was like infamous from like we did. People had to record of policemen doing like bad things, like doing brutality, this and that. And people were sick of like we always keep reporting, we keep doing, we keep telling you and telling you that you don't have no like like you always wanted evidence. Yeah, that's always thing is always a thing, evidence, proof. I think well, my phone is my evidence here and that. But it's not that really important to take out if you're just like you're not gonna take it out when there's a bullet hit towards you. You're not gonna take it out when you get hit by a car. Yeah. You're not gonna take it out when this and that. So. You gotta, you gotta be surrounded. You're aware. Yeah. I mean, record. I mean, record something like um, if like if a police do something or record something if some uh, Karen um trying to harass you or somebody uh, who's who's just trying to harass you of your race, we pull out the phone on that. Yeah. But there's no, you, there's no importance to pull out your phone or something that really could take you out in a minute. Yeah. So it's like, in a way, exactly. yeah, so it's like, I guess a lot of reasons why people record every single incident is for documentation and to show it off as evidence. Like, this is what happened. I recorded Get people the whole thing. You like that. Yeah. But I do that get, is, yeah. But I do get what on. you're saying. It's like more people should be stopping something anyways. But it is good to have someone to record and document everything. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, That's what people need to understand. Listen, if you're not in danger, if you're seeing a, if you see an altercation is being like, if a store is getting robbed or something, don't pull out your phone. Don't, uh, of course they have, they, they have cameras. They have cameras. Don't don't do that. Just calm down. If you have a plan to know how to take this guy, take this person down. Okay, but don't, don't be stupid. Will. Think. Yeah, but that part right mean, there. I mean, that part. I mean, you can go on a. There's a joke I heard. He's like, um, by comedian Richard Pryor. He said, in situations like that. You could quickly go from macho man to dead person. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to argue. Anything can happen. I'm going to argue on that one. I'm not going to say anything about that one. Yeah. But I do respect a lot of people that do have the balls to, like, get involved in a robbery or something. Like, I find it very admiring when people stop something like that. Like, even an old lady fucking beating someone with their purse to prevent a robbery. Like, these people are everyday heroes that I got complete respect for because they're risking their safety for a much better reason and a much better, like, cause for it. And I don't 
I don't recommend anyone to do it because the last thing we would need is people to get shot. But I do got respect for people that do it anyways, especially if they are able-bodied and strong enough to stop something like this. Right. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. Today, I actually wasn't very sure about recording. Like, uh, I don't know if I told you, Michael, but knowing that we are coming to the final two episodes of this season for the podcast, which I will continue next year. As of lately, I haven't really been sure about doing a recording because you remember my neighbor Michael or my CJ, little short dude that I used to hang with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I received news on Instagram from his mother that he sadly passed away that he was giving someone in Lancaster a ride, him and his cousin, Dion. I don't know if you remember him. But he was giving this dude a ride to Lancaster, and he was shot. So, yeah, so when I received this news the other day, I was pissed off. I was devastated. Like, I wouldn't stop shaking. My heart was racing. And, like... All day that day and yesterday, I wasn't sure about even, like, getting out of bed. And it's crazy that we're talking about, like, New Year's resolutions and shit because I wanted to do recordings anyways and continue videos and podcasts because I know that he'd recommend it. And, like, I did originally want to record... The final episode talking about the serious topic, which is gun violence. Like, originally I wanted to do it alone because it was going to be a more personal topic, but I figured it wouldn't be fair, especially since there are more people that would want to speak their voice on it, which I will be saving for the final episode. So today, I was not sure about recording, but... I realized that I would only gain more strength if I just kept moving forward. And when we were talking about like everyone passing away and everything, it also made me like not really admire, but it made me respect uh, mortality, you know, accepting the fact that no one. Uh, no one knows when they'll pass away. No one knows what the afterlife holds. So I think it makes our mortality all the more uh, special because we might live one time and it gives people more reasons to enjoy every second of it. And for New Year's resolutions, I would want to deliver my best and continue giving everything onto this podcast and onto the channel and just really put my passion and my soul into this work. Yeah. That's definitely admirable, man. It's definitely admirable because there's not a lot of people who think like that or feel like that. And there's a lot of people that do 
but they just don't have the heart to act on it. And I commend you for that because you actually got the heart to act on it. And not only do you have the heart to act on it, you determined to stick with it. So that's good, man. That's a good thing. Yeah. And I also, 100%. Yeah. And I also want to continue, like, I, like, I want to make this podcast to be entertaining and humorous and funny to listen to. But when it comes to serious topics, like, I don't want to be seen as some guy that just laughs, cracks jokes and shit, but someone that's willing to get into a topic serious enough to speak my voice on. And it's crazy because me and Daquan were talking about influential people like Malcolm X and MLK. And I want to continue the path that they did and that Pac did with using their work for influence as well. Mm -hmm. So that's how change is caused, man. So like a lot of people don't realize that when it comes to change that in some cases you have to be the change in order to see it. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are leaders. Well, there are leaders, but then the ratio of followers are slightly more. So it's good that you're trying to be a leader. Yeah. And that's what I want to do with this You gotta podcast. be a man in here. Yeah. And that's what I want to do with this podcast. I want to entertain, but I also want to influence. And you know what? I'm actually very happy that when I started this podcast, I asked Daquan to be my co-host because I figured it'd be enjoyable to have, like, second opinions and thoughts on everything that's going on and even have some of the funniest conversations and content that we record. Oh, yeah. We used to have some funny conversations when we used to live by me, man. We used to have crack up all the time and laugh at silly shit all the time. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that I like. There are so many conversations that I would love to bring into this podcast, and especially with everything with in entertainment media. You know, it's like with music and everything. Because when we did record a while ago, I was annoyed that the fucking recording was completely botched and it didn't upload at all when we were talking about Eminem and and the music industry. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I get my input on that right there. Like, I mean, you know what I said last time, I feel like, you know, when I believe on music today, it's not what it used to be because music originally is, um, it sets a mood, it provokes emotions, it's a spiritual experience. Yeah. And and a lot of today's music, they don't they don't know how they don't either they don't know how or they just don't yeah. tap into their spirit deep enough to create something that the masses can truly relate to and that could be timeless. Yeah. Uh you had something you know something about music I don't really like today's music right now. I really don't. 
I like. Um, I mean, I, I mean, there's some singers that I like. Kim Lamar, Sean, I'm still the guys. Snoop Dogg, sorry, still listen to Snake Dogg, all of those all those guys. Even when they're gone, they, they, I still listen. Just that deep singers now, I definitely understand. Really don't. Put a question to. I put a question to a lot of people when it comes to that. These people that came before them had a blueprint. Yeah. And the people before them had a blueprint that they left behind. They're trying to pass the torch, but for some reason, nobody's grabbing that mother. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our only, like, Tupac, he, his, Tupac, he, his music was a little more of a message like that. I mean, same with Big, too. I mean, you talk about life and death, but there's a message behind it. There's every message behind every music behind it. For the greater good, to be able to listen. Yeah. I thought, exactly. um, literally, I listen to his music, like, not to get turned up, just listen, like, what he's going through. I mean, seriously. I still listen to his song, um, <laughs> Dark Place. Yeah. It's because he's speaking from the heart of how he feels about the music industry, like, all this rap and all. It doesn't make me happy. Everybody, anyone who told you that money will make you happy is lying to you, man. They just, they're lying to you. I agree. You know, it's crazy. And that's, that's why what other big problems are with him. I was like, yeah. you guys need to listen. Shut your ears and just turn off, just turn off what you're trying to argue yeah. about. Just listen. Yeah, don't bob to the beat. Listen to the words. Peep the game. Yeah, exactly. Know, people don't take the time to listen. They just want to, because all they are focused on, like, little, little, uh, or little and not, or stuff, or whatever. I'm just, <laughs> they're, those guys, they, they're just, they're just doing it just so, for the fame, fortune. You know, I can't really, listen, but, uh, but, I don't really want to shit on, Lil Nas X because even though his music isn't really like at the level of Pac, Biggie and like the influential sense it is very hard to knock Lil Nas X because his music is without a doubt still enjoyable to listen to like yeah I know I know I know I'm not I'm not crapped on it I'm not hating on him I'm not crapping on his, yeah. you know, where I'm just, his music or nothing. Just, I'm just really just like, I'm saying about like influence people, like celebrities who just all about their lives and just artists and just yeah. that stuff. Listen, a real, a real person who from the streets and all that stuff, they mm-hmm. supposed to be there for their people. Yeah. Even like, or even where they're from. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so. Hammer, he had all the money. He was taking care of his people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you waste all your money, chance. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like right now, <clears throat> like you said, um, the old school people, Tupac and all them, they um, they had something that these artists, other artists, don't have. Mm-hmm. They were naturally musically inclined, some kind of a way. Yeah. They had a natural inclination. They um, understood the power of words. 
Yeah. And the key to me for good rap music is to say in a fresh way things that people are already aware of. Especially like a gangster rap. Gangster rap gave a voice to a to a lower class society. Gave them a voice. Yeah. You know, this is why we are where we are. This is how we grew up. And the reason why we made these choices, blah, 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 blah. And the rappers that made it in gangster rap, they made it by telling these stories that this other, this other class actually experienced. Yeah. So with gangster rap and this kind of rap, everybody want to be a gangster. Everybody want to be a gangster. And it makes me think about this one movie called CB4 with Chris Rock. Yeah. All movies. Pretty much, Chris Rock was pretending to be a gangster, right? Yeah. yeah. By the name of Gusto, but the real Gusto got out of jail and started to kill him for using his name. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so that movie should like really speak true to people. I mean, there's rap, then there's gangster rap. Actually, that actually sounds a bit like a uh, phone dot too. Like, remember Gangsta Licious? Yeah. Yeah, Gangsta Licious. He was, he was secretly gay this whole time, but he was potentially good <laughs> and all that stuff. And that was just... That, that little kid was like... like is that really, my dad, he was talking to me about that, all that stuff. I was like, yeah, son, they really, like, a city. Like, I was watching uh, Fetch. Uh, he was talking about, like, they're gay in the gay in the industry. So I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, there was a story of Lil Wayne, he kissed. He kiss. No, there's a video footage of him kissing somebody on the, on, on a TV. Foot, and I was like, yeah, yeah. That's when I saw I, it, I was. That's what I was talking about. That's exactly, about. you know. But they, it's funny. Is, it, is this possibly true? It is. Is it true I that it I've been, the people who I've been looking up to and worshiping is secretly gay? Exactly. Look, you made me think about that one part of the cartoon. Are you gay? It made me think about you made me think about that one part of the boondocks when that kid said, These niggas still bust this law. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Jason, niggas, are you a fraud? I didn't know. When they kept saying thug and love, I said, What's thug and love? But when he, when the guy he who killed, he said, It's all about thug and love. Like, what are you doing? I said, oh, that's Thuggy Love? Oh, oh, girl. No, remember, remember what his grandpa said? Remember what his grandpa said? He said, what is Thuggy Love anyway? When you knock a lady, he's like, when you make love, when you make love with a lady and when a special moment comes and knock her hand and check her purse? Why is it like that? You know, what the hell is Thuggy Love? And he kept getting his name wrong, fam. Bo Mitchell, he kept getting his name wrong. I remember. Oh man, you know Grandpa was not fooled. He was Grandpa was not fooled by that nigga. He did not fool Grandpa. I know. I mean, he was uh, the real G. I mean, Eve, um, uh, Ice Cube. Okay, no, my dad. He said something about Dr. Gray, and he he secretly gay. I don't know. I just don't know. I have to say it. I have to figure that out on that theory on myself. I have to say it, but um. Listen to Live and Die in L.A. Tupac said, uh, California Love Part Motherfucker 2 without gay ass drink. That's that about actually, it. That's like something Tupac was saying. I think it was one time. I don't want to say it, but um, 
I hope I don't get in trouble, but I had heard that there was one time when Tupac was working on All Eyes on Me. Mm-hmm. That's why Dre worked with them on part one of the album, but part two he didn't because he came into the studio um, and caught him sucking somebody did. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 what? Tupac was working with Dre on All Eyes on Me. On the first half of the album, he worked with him. But I heard that the reason why he took him off the second part is because he came into the studio and caught Dre with some nigga dick in his mouth. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> and when I heard that, I said, that's why that nigga was smoking so much weed before he died. That nigga was trying to block that shit out like, shit. <laughs> Tupac was trying to bleach that shit out with the weed. <laughs> Tupac was like, this nigga, oh my God. No. Yo, where's DJ Quick at? Fuck this shit. We're quick at this nigga's gonna work on the rest of my album. We're quick at. <laughs> Dude, DJ- oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> you know, this head, I'm like, you got to fucking hear that? <laughs> like, that's you hear that? After this, I'm gonna go on my music and just uh, really good for that ghost of albums for a second. Okay. <laughs> They gotta go and do a divorce process with some of your artists and shit. They gotta, I need to divorce this musician right here. Hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness! Now I gotta, now I gotta go back. Listen, now I gotta go back. To listen to his he, he, what, like, what else he said something about the people What's going on? Ah, ah. Now can you imagine Tupac on the phone talking to Easy before he got it? Hey man, you never guess what the fuck I saw. <laughs> I think he kept it to himself. Uh, I think he kept that shit to himself. Uh, in, my oh. opinion, in my opinion, though, you seen his first DJ picture? He had makeup on. In my opinion, though, yep, I yeah, think, that, that, that's the one right there. That's the one. And you're like, with the makeup on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay, that's about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, oh, man, I, I'm, a, I'm a always supporting music, but I, I, that's as far as it can go for me. Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, that's how far it can go. Yeah. yeah uh, just the music. I've got more stories behind it, isn't it? Uh, I don't. I don't give a damn. I'm just going to This nigga's been making music for like three and a half, four generations now. Yeah. Especially with his new album. I don't even want to think about that. Especially with his new album, The Contract. I think that shit was excellent from beginning to end. And I think that feature that he did with Eminem, that shit was excellent. (laughs) <laughs> why did you put, why did you take a pop of that? Now you're really gonna think about it because you didn't pop that weed. Now you're gonna think when I learned a lesson about the true meaning of Christmas where it came from, that was shocking, but this level right here is like modern is really shocking here. That made me like Well, who else is hiding? Come on, is it strictly true, Mr. Uh, Ice-T has been doing, doing gay thoughts and, and doing gay things when his wife is not around? Is it true? That's no? Oh, okay, great, great. Let's leave it there. Uh, no, in my hey, man, you shouldn't have hit that weed. You shouldn't have hit that bug because now the thoughts really going to fuck with you now. Yeah, thanks, thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. You shouldn't have did that right after I told you. You should have just went to sleep and then woke up later and did that. But... Starting to see pictures now, aren't you? <laughs> okay. Damn, it's gonna be hella hard to move on because I can see the spread of your face. <laughs> just, just, just keep moving on. Please. I can move on from this. Alright. Another interesting All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Another interesting topic that I wanna disclose. Uh, I kinda wanna talk about uh, the new Mario's going on, and it's funny because, like, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine about the Mario movie and the Mario games that's been like going on for decades, and you know what? It's like I I'm actually rather excited for this <laughs> new Mario movie. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I think you still see pictures of what's going on. I'm trying to hold it. Oh, I mean, like, they need to be careful with the Mario thing. I mean, like, the first movie, it was okay because it was a little bit consistent, but. You said the first movie? The first Mario movie. Man, you're, you're out of your goddamn mind. It was okay. It was okay. Oh, but no, it wasn't consistent with the video game to me. It wasn't consistent with the game. 
I'm sorry, but I think, was a good system with the game. I'm sorry, but it wasn't I think that really good. It. Come on, can I say something about that? About the Mario movie? What's up? You know the actor Bill Hayes, rest in peace, rest in peace, man, Mary. Um, <laughs> he, 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 the reason why he took the role because uh, for his son, but his son even told him, Dad. I really didn't need, I, I, I didn't really want you to do the role. He said, I had to get you shoes. I didn't want, his son replied it, I don't really need shoes that bad, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, he even knew the movie sucks. Hey, you know what? I just hope that the next, if they do, if they're planning on doing another one, it needs to be more consistent with the game because the first one wasn't. I think this one right the one I'm talking about like is... a, a long time, long sorry apology from the first one. <laughs> exactly. I, I believe this movie could do right. I'm saying, <laughs> if they ever do a live action movie, I don't know. I don't know. I would. I would, I don't want. I don't want to get on top. But I'm I, just. I, I, I don't pray. know. I think it's the computer is more better than just the live action. I pray to God that they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live, he would be better. I pray to God that they never make a live action for Mario. Because after that movie with John Leguizamo and what's his name, they completely butchered it. But with this new animated movie, I think it looks amazing. And it's really bringing back a lot of nostalgia for me. Because... Every nostalgia. It brings... You can, go, you can look at the thriller again. You can yeah. look pinpoint some things that you've seen from the games and stuff like that. But I bet when they make a sequel to Mario... Well, two is gonna be Super Mario Brothers. And it's gonna be somewhere. No, probably. Yeah, it, they, they, I, I think they're gonna do the Galaxy one. Or are they gonna do the one from the video game? <laughs> is that the one where you got that flying tail and shit? Yeah. <laughs> I like the Galaxy one because it's pretty good. It's cool. I, I mean, it's pretty fun. I remember my time playing it. Yeah. But I still want to say the classic. I just have to say number two is the best, and three. One was okay. It's just that it got me stressed to the core. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. When it comes to Mario games, you cannot call yourself a true gamer until you played the original pixelated Mario Brothers. Exactly. There you go. Yep, yep, yep. Then you can say you're a gamer. Well, hey, 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 hey. I played. I played it with my. When I say hang out with Devin, he has to. He had that one. I played it. It was very, very, very. Less different <laughs> how it was from the the new one, yeah. the, the one still came out from the eighties. Uh, but I, I still have to say I do like the color one because it's so much colorful. I'll never forget. I mean, one time when me and my family went to movie theater, we went to go see Catwoman. Yes, yes, I know it was the first movie ever, but we still loved the hell out of it. Right, <laughs> still. I like it. <laughs> Me and um, Brandon, he found a Game Boy Advance and they had um, the Super Mario Brothers 3. And... Guys, it was a video. Long talking, in the movie, long talking character, so much. I turned on that Game Boy and started playing. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what? You know what? The reason why I say that about being a gamer is because that's one of them games where, like, you got to have your timing right and everything because. Yeah. If you're about to lose, that is a slow motion loss that you see coming and you get frustrated in a motherfucker. If you miss the jump, you're like, I still got that Sonic um, game. Uh, it's on the mobile game. I oh got number one. Yes. 
I yeah. still can't get. Oh, I can't get through that. Uh, what's that? That old Watertown city. Jesus Christ! I still can't get around over that I know, ocean. I, I can't get that music out of my head. I forgot the name of it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I'm picturing it. But I think I am yeah, the oddball. You know, the, the one after um, Sonic and Knuckles? Was it Sonic and Knuckles? Or? It has, uh, uh, that's number two. Uh, it has Sonic and Knuckles and Tails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. Michael Jackson did the music for the Sonic game. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, yeah, dude, guess what? I, I You know what I also found? I, I went on Google. It was like... 3 a.m. in the morning, I was high as hell, just, just you know, staying up all night. Yeah. I went on Google and it, they, I heard that someone from um, uh, from London or uh, Denmark they found a lost video. Of Mike Jackson, he was promoting for the Sega Sega Land uh, yeah. the the ride. Yeah. It looked so like I looked at I looked at the video. It was like, damn, we look so. Oh, damn! Yeah. Michael Jackson was giving people instructions about how they put a punish on their seatbelts and everything. It was pretty, look, it looked pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, they give you the, that usual how the ride's supposed to be. It felt like I was on it. And having Michael Jackson telling me to press the button and like, yeah. and like oh, this is fun. Yeah. This is, why did this put in the Why did this happen? Oh, yeah, because. Sega, um, you know, their their controversial, I think, what was they fighting against with? Was it Nintendo? Was it because yeah. it was like Sonic and you know, yeah, uh, Mario? Was it, it was Mario. Was it like that? Yeah, it was Mario. Yeah. So, like, they could, I think they could, like, do the ride and they got the project and stuff. Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine a Sega Land, like literally the place. Your favorite Sega characters, literally. Yeah. You know it's that would have been that would have been hell impressive. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, I think it's, I maybe will send it on to the group chat and when I find it again. It's pretty, you guys gotta see it for yourself sometimes. Uh, you know, Damn. I think I am the only oddball when it comes to Mario games because. I never really played the original, the first Mario game. I did play the second one, but it was Super I, Mario. I enjoyed the second one so much. But it was Super Mario 64 that not only became the very first game I've ever picked up and got a passion for gaming, but it was the first game that introduced me into Mario itself. Like, I still remember um, every sound, every picture. Like, it really, like, gave me a whole new perspective of video games, and it gave me a passion for it, including with more games like um, with GoldenEye and with Super Smash Brothers. They opened up a lot of passion for video games, and... It all started with Super Mario. Okay. Yeah. As you know, it's something that got me hooked up on Super Mario um, Brothers even more when I was a child. Hmm. Mar- uh, Mario Kart 64. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> I hate Mario Kart. I always pick uh, I always pick Yoshi or Luigi. I don't like Mario Kart. Because I heard that because I remember my brother and sister they always been arguing with each other. And they said Luigi and uh, Luigi and Yoshi are the fastest one. They break keep in the other like Elder and Mario and stuff like that. I just I just went with um I went with my sister on this one because I went I I, I like it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the saddest thing all right, all right. I think the saddest thing is just the fact that Super Mario is always trying very hard. Like, he is fucking, like, down to his knees, always trying to just get something from <laughs> from Peach. And it's not even just Peach. It's every fucking female <laughs> in every Mario game. <laughs> oh, come on. You're, you're doing that. You're, you're, you're trying to act it. You're trying to get that. Yeah, no, we already know. We already know. Dude. Okay. Dude, Mario is. All fucking, I can say is this. Dude, Mario, Mario will simple. never get them. Like, He'll never get them. I, I know. And the saddest thing is that the least. The least thing he can ever get is just a kiss on the nose or the cheek. Like, I guarantee. Uh -huh. if, like, I, if I was Mario... I would have gone, I would have slipped back on her face. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? I would do all this shit. Dude, I mean, it, I mean, just, just that, I mean, could get a pop on the ass or something, <laughs> pop a feel up, you know, something. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's nice, you know, but... A fucking hair job okay, would be you, nice. You, know, you got any cash? You got, you got a million dollars you can give me or something like that for like, saving your life, I don't know? But you give me a pound of nose, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a smack on the face. Dude, if I <laughs> dude, if I was Mario, if, don't give me that. Congratulations! Here's your here's your uh, here's your gift. A handshake. How much a goddamn handshake? How much is that dress cost? It looks like it costs a million. Here's a cake. <laughs> I would have just popped her in the ass and smacked her in the face. That was for making me wait to do that so damn long. I would have said that. You know what? You know what? I would have said, "Give me your stuff. Give me all." Oh, you, give me all everything. Give me, give me, yeah, give, give me the keys. Um, give Castle's mind gone. Get out of here. Go. Uh, uh. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't going all the way back. I can't miles all the way here. Hold up, real quick. Yeah. Go on. Dude, if I was I would have been like, hey, what the hell? Dude, if I was Mario and I had to go through all the fucking platforms, fighting dragons and shit, and if I, like, if I was Mario, I'd be fucking pissed off. Completely, like the least I would want is a fucking hand job or just lips to balls. That's what I would want from Peach. <laughs> so fuck that. Uh, <laughs> see, see, Peach, she, uh, oh, come on, I have that Daisy. She doesn't do this to Luigi and stuff like that. Nah. She does, doesn't she? <laughs> I would want Chip uh, to fucking team. I'm sorry. Fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, team. Uh, dude, I would want Will Chip they ever find love? Dude, I, would, dude, I would want her chin very close to my balls. <laughs> uh, will they ever find love this time? When everything goes right with them, when they, every time they go down pipes smelling like rat shit and <laughs> sea, sea water and stuff. 
I don't think Mario will ever get but any good people. What you got to think... be on some of them old school games? The sound effects were irritating as hell. <laughs> the sound effects. I okay, yeah, they're irritating, but they were more. But they were like, they're classic sounds. That's it. That's all. Yeah. If you I get mean, on your hair, you can turn it the volume down. Yeah. The most irritating one I think is um <clears throat> when you when when Mario gets that mushroom and then something he hits one of them things and they take it away. He goes, <laughs> right? And then <clears throat> you got that, right? Yeah. And then Mario's swimming. <laughs> right? Yeah. And um oh the law. Yeah. 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 So things. Yeah. Especially with Sonic, when you fucking get hit, like all the coins that you work your ass for it all get smacked out. <laughs> that fucking pisses me off. Me. Uh, I still get I still get chills every time when I face uh, Eggman, Doctor Eggman, <laughs> so much. Well, you got PTSD from it. That sounds like a. I get so angry, so angry, so much. That shit sounds like a fanny pack. With a broken zipper full of coins hitting the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not like all your money just like went down the drain. Like, just everything flushed down. Let me tell you something. I used to, I used to yell and shit at the TV when it happened. I used to yell and shit like I was crazy. Yeah. I did. Every time that shit happened, I was like, damn, <laughs> All the time. Yeah. And my mother would be like, what are you doing? You can my coins, my hoop, oh, whatever you call them. Guys, you got something. Yeah. Let me change the little topic for this. What was the most uh, stressful game that gave you, like, made you, want to, made, made you really wanted to break your stuff? God of War 3. <clears throat> God of War 3. Tekken. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. Tekken? Tekken. Tekken. Tekken, yeah. Which one? Tekken 2. The old two with the two with the with the PlayStation first generation. Yeah. Okay. That one. I hated it. Yeah. Oh, and Knockout Kings 2001. I hated it. Yeah. Mm. Dude, God of War Mine, Dude, I'm not going to lie. Mine's were, um, mine was Transformers, like the PS2 one, the one from the movie. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It, I just, I was, I was fighting against, uh, I was about to describe, I was fighting against my Megatron. I was almost at the end of the game, but I, I Megatron, flying, flying around, slashing me, killing me, just yeah. like gave me like, I broke the controller. <laughs> I think we are coming up to the last nine minutes of this episode. I actually did kind of stop this episode because I figured it'd be very interesting to split this one into two parts. 
And honestly, I don't want to continue dragging on with like three more parts of the same episode because I don't know. I mean, I figured that it'd just be interesting to make this episode long enough to listen to. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for having me on here again. Yeah. But, I mean, do you guys have any hope that New Year's will be better? I'm I'm going to say this. After what happened with everybody, like, so many lots, uh, we really lost so many great people, even comedians and very good. Yeah. Good, 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 good people, even athletes and um, long-time celebs and family members and everything. But we can still move forward together and still hope for greatness yeah. for next year. I agree with if that. If things go right, yeah. we can make a difference. We can make our uh, we can make our choices to are positive to everyone. Yeah. Michael? And I'm really hoping everybody in 2023 yeah. just be well, be safe, yeah. and hold on to your others very dearly. Enjoy every moment. Well, go ahead. this year for me is going to be different because um, I'm back in contact with uh, my sisters on my dad's side. I haven't seen her since I was five years old. Mm. And um, my father died when I was 13, but um, she looked me up on Facebook and found me. Hmm. So I'm really hopeful, and I feel blessed that now I know my mom and my daddy started the family. And it makes me feel honored because I found out I'm uncle now. That's awesome. And when it comes to family, my uncle has taught me how to protect myself. He taught me martial arts, which is why I'm trying to study to be a bodyguard right now. Yeah. And... Uh, it's a, it's a real interesting feeling to know that I have nieces and nephews that I can pass that kind of knowledge on to. I have a lot of, you know, wisdom and experience. I, I, it makes me feel good that I can be the kind of uncle that my uncle was to me. Yeah. Hmm. So it makes me feel blessed. And, you know, I'm just, I feel like we all took it a good bit from this pandemic. So once, you, once you're down, there's nowhere else to go but us. Absolutely. Amen to that. You're there. You're there. That's where I'm at right now. I'm standing up, dusting myself off, trying to keep it pushing and, and, you know, show love and respect for in regard for human life, you know, because that's that's not there anymore. You know, walk by somebody, sincerely smile, say hello to them. You never know. Yeah. There are times when you need a little comfort, and then there's times when somebody around you needs comfort. You don't know. You have to, you know, make sure your spirit is right. You know, let the universe work through you. We all need each other. Yeah. No matter the variations, no matter the color, we are all the same thing, human. Mm-hmm. And human niceness is fading, and I don't want to be one, one of the ones that's to say. And as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm walking off this earth, I'm going to do my part to make sure that it doesn't die out. Yeah. Hmm. To me, I don't really have anything, like, in particular, like, oh, I'm going to work out, I'm going to watch my diet or anything. I don't really have any of that shit planned out, but I do have one important thing to give my very best. 
you know, and also try to be more open, more better, and continue creating content, but also, like, just everything that I've bottled up, I want to just burn it all out, you know, like, every frustrating moment that I've had this year, I just want to flush it all away and approach next year in a more positive and more, like, in a more better, more healthier way, because I've learned in 2016, 2015, that bottling up all that anger is just going to drive me into self-destruction, which, Daquan, if you remember, I almost completely got arrested for a threat because it was by far the worst Friday when I was in Pondo High. And all because more stress, more anger was just being bottled up and kept inside instead of just taking a breather. And it was my fuck up and my temper that almost had me locked away because I made a threat. And for that, it almost ruined everything for me. And I, I completely forgive myself. And I do hope that for the listeners that you do learn to just forgive yourself and try to be better, try to do better. Yeah, man, because I remember, I remember, man, you was quite a little had, had no temper. You was, he wasn't no firecracker. He's more like an M80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I must admit, man, from what I've seen, you have come a long way, man. That's good, man. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember you don't bite your tongue. Somebody said some shit. I remember you would say some slick shit right back. Yeah. And everybody, you always say some shit that I have. If anybody was there and you said this shit, if there's anybody there that heard you say it, it would make them go, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You had those words that made people go, ouch. Shit, my feelings ain't hurt. My feelings hurt for him. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good, man. I encourage you to be that way. Keep doing that, man. It's good for you. You know me, man. Yeah. I get the kind of temper when I get mad. I get physically sick. Yeah. I had a many stroke in, in, in high school because someone pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to be like that, man. Check it while you're still young. Yeah. And that's what I want to do with this podcast is. I want to continue doing what I'm good at, and that's speaking. And I want to use it in the best way. And I actually do hope that all three of us can continue on this journey and probably have more amazing content in the future, you know? I have no idea what next year will bring, but I do plan to just give my very best. That's all we can do, man. That's all we can do. Yeah. Really true. Yeah. Um, Guys, I hope y'all enjoy your New Year's Eve. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, man. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. And God bless you. Yeah. And again, Michael. You got like me, man. You are too. Yeah. (laughs) And again, Michael, if you're ever down to show up in more episodes, just let us know, man. Always happy to have more people. All right, man. Up. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
All right, man. I'll let you know what I'm down with. with. Yeah. All right. What are you saying, bro? I said I'm down with whatever day. Yeah. But one thing I'm not going to be down for is being asked to mouth. I'm not up for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, man. Are you afraid that we all enter the new year COVID tree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, yeah. 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 Because remember, we're at the post. 